Patrick Wood, Citizens for Free Speech, and with me today again is Bob France. And uh, today's pronouns that you shall use when referring to me, if not referring to me by my proper name, will be your awesomeness. Uh, last week you went with fence post there, uh, Pat, <laughs> as in as in dumbass. Was that grandma or grandpa who uh, made well, you? I, I know. Actually, it was my it was my mother that made that comment way back mom. when. She wanted a little bit more <laughs> speed out of me out in the field when I was putting in fence posts and stuff. You know, that's what we do on a ranch, right? And so she's, you know, teenager typically. I kind of did slack off, but she said, you know, you're too slow. You, you know, I have to line you up on a fence post to make sure you're moving. I said, well, that really hurt, mom. <laughs> So are you going with fence post again this week or uh, on epi- yeah, that was episode five's pronoun. You know, the beauty of it is whatever you identify it with uh, as today, Pat, you know, in today's world, this is what we have to call you or else we get canceled. So last week we referred to you as fence post. What do you identify as today? What are you feeling like? That's why I chose your awesomeness. You well, can always call me your awesomeness. That, that's and, true. And I'll answer I, to I, that. I'll change. I'll that's change how I identify. It. I feel different this week. I'll, I'll, I'm going to okay. make my pronoun graybeard. Graybeard. Yeah. I like that. That works. That works. <laughs> Although you you passed gray, I want to say, a couple of decades ago. You went right into white. You- <laughs> I did. And this started when I was 30 years old, by the way. So this is nothing new. But graybeard, oh. uh, graybeard does good. How about, how about, you know, full head of hair? You're, you're, I mean, you have better hair. <laughs> Patrick Wood, you have better hair at your age, and I won't divulge what age you are, but then most 30-year-olds today, <laughs> you did you did very well in that regard. You, you can thank my wife for that. She does she does all the hairdressing around here, and she makes sure that it's just right. Well, it's not just the style. I mean that you have it. That, you know what I mean? That's you true. Are, you know what I mean? You, yeah, have not, yeah. you have not succumbed to male pattern baldness. Yeah. I've got this little spot up here that looks like I'm wearing a yarmulke, I think, if somebody sees me from uh, from an aerial view. Uh, <laughs> but you you seem to be doing very well in that regard. So, all right. So you're going to be graybeard today. Uh, I'll be your awesomeness. And uh, that's just how we identify. That's the way this whole thing works. So, yeah, welcome, everybody, to... Um, uh, to stand and deliver episode six. Hey, Patrick, um, that song, I got to tell you, um, you and I were on a national radio show together earlier this week, and uh, my, the producer of the show went ahead and played that just because we were talking about it. And in and, and listening to it, um, then it just kind of reminded me, you know, we, we play it and we named our podcast after it, the song by Eric Clapton and Van Morrison, because of the obvious reasons. It was written as a protest song, protesting lockdowns and mandates and so forth. Um, and and uh, the part you forget about is it's just a great song. And it is two of the great musicians, really, of, of our lifetimes and really maybe of any lifetimes. I, I listen to that, and I kind of want to hear the whole song. We only play about 20 seconds of it to yes. go in and out of the show. <laughs> but people, it's a great song, too. Yes, it is. And I don't have the whole song to play right now. But I would say go to your favorite um, service for videos. Uh, I won't mention which ones because we don't like to use the Y word around here. But uh, no, go there and search for Eric Clapton or, well, actually, that will do it. Or just stand and deliver and you'll find the song with the words and so on and so That's on. That's the key. Mm-hmm. That's the key. If yes. get it, Get a version of it with the lyrics. Yes. Because... 
or, or just look up, you know, stand and deliver lyrics. You don't even have to listen to the song. You don't want to read them, and you'll see what he was trying. Mm-hmm. Or they, Van Morrison, I think, wrote the actual lyrics, yes. and then Eric Clapton performed the yes. song. Uh, I, I, you'll understand what they were trying to get across. It that's is right. very, very important, and <clears throat> that's why. Yep. I mean, it really does center on our freedom, right, Pat? That's why that's we do right. what we do. That's exactly right. And I've always had a, a you know great musical respect for for people like Eric Clapton. He's a Brit, of course. But um, a great musician in every every category you can imagine. He's a great musician. But, um, you know, this time around, I really gained new respect for him because when he uh, did the duty in Great Britain and took the vaccine, took the shot, it, I don't think he really wanted to. He didn't run to it, but he had to do it. They really kind yeah. of forced him into it. And he thought, well, okay, I, I'm done. You know, I'm, I'm just going to go do it, whatever. And he did it. He was like countless people that really just kind of fell into it. Yeah, well, I did it. Okay, so I wasn't thinking about it. But his uh, his hands were paralyzed all of a sudden after the shot. Boom. Paralyzed. This is a man who has played the guitar all of his life. He's a national treasure, if not an international treasure. Yeah, and all of a sudden, his hands are paralyzed. Can you imagine what was going through his mind at that point? My life is over. That's done. I can't, I'll never touch a guitar again. I won't even be able to pick it up, much less play it. Fortunately, he recovered. But during that time, from the, from the time he got it till the time he was able to play the guitar again, he was scared to death. And he had a, he had a, a great met- metamorphosis, I think, during that period of time. He said, you know, this, I'm going to sing about this. That's exercising his free speech. This is a universal yeah. concept. This is not just America. Oh, we have the First Amendment. You know, we're special. No, those are unaliable rights that were given to us by the found by God, not by man. That's what the founding right. fathers said when they put it in the First Amendment. Free speech is a universal concept. Everybody in every country accepts it. And I appreciated Eric Clapton for speaking up and speaking out. He did his duty as a human being on planet well, he, Earth, and he, he, he didn't really have a choice. Yeah. I think he didn't have a choice. I think he was so scared, as you pointed out, because by what happened to his hands as one of the side effects from one of the jabs that he took, or two jabs or three jabs or whatever, that he needed to warn other people. And that's why he did this. And, you know, there's lyrics in there. Again, I urge people to look it up. And I just remember one of the lyrics being, all I want to do is is play guitar with my friends and or for my friends or whatever the, the, the lyrics yes. are there. And his point being, well, that doesn't sound, how's that a protest song? And it's like, because I almost couldn't, because my fingers were dead, because I had no feeling in my hands, That's which right. is one of the side effects that I happen to endure. Yeah. And all I want to be able to do is do this without anybody trying yes. to force me into a, yes. in, into a, you know, a very potentially precarious situation that we don't know the outcome of. Yes. And and mm-hmm. at the end of the day, and and we can tie that, I guess, you know, Pat, into the some of the top news today. And we try to we try to stay as current as we can with mm-hmm. with free speech news uh, on stand and deliver and. Uh, you know, this week's one of this week's biggest stories, in addition to the gas prices and everything else, but it's Pfizer um, coming out with a list of over 1,200 potential side effects to their vaccine or what they call a vaccine to their mRNA profit shot uh, that was mandated, which is why it's an issue to us. And when we talk about our freedom and Pat, they they were quick to say, by the way, that doesn't mean that. We had all of these particular side effects felt by people in the millions and millions of people who took these jabs. You know, we're not saying these were all, but these were all possible. 
And they think that 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 makes this okay, that this wasn't presented to the people beforehand, before it was greenlit on an emergency basis by the uh, FDA, FDA, and then eventually given the quote-unquote full authorization of it. Um, Patrick, the the element here that matters the most is they didn't tell people the possible side effects to make people decide for themselves, do I want to risk that side effect? What's my risk-reward here? Yes. Or do I not want to? They made people do it, and they told people the only two side effects. What did they say the only two side effects were? Safe and effective. Yeah. That's it. That's right. Safe and effective. That's right. That's all they said. And now, oh, by the way, and these 1,200 other very serious maladies might also befall you, they say at the end of all of this. Yes. You know, the the free speech angle to this is that I know this escapes a lot of people, but I think I just need to say it again uh, so people listening to this particular podcast will understand. The concept of free speech uh, guarantees us supposedly that we should be able to have informed consent when we go and do something like that. The government's telling us, okay, it's safe and effective. Nevertheless, the laws on the books say that every person that takes a shot or a treatment or anything, you go to get chemotherapy for cancer, it doesn't matter. You are off, You are allowed to have um, a complete informed consent. They need to tell you all, all 100% of all the side effects, what could happen to you, you know, whatever the doctor you know, has on his mind to tell you, to give you a complete view of what you're about to do. This has not been done very well, as we, and we've been jumping on this, you know, this informed consent issue for a long time, people deserve yeah. informed consent. Once they have it, they should do what they're, what they feel is right for them. If they think they want to get the shot, they should get the shot, but they, they're owed this informed consent business. And this simply just hasn't been there. Now some of the details are coming out. The statistics are coming out that people are being harmed. If there's some are dying, some are getting paralyzed like Eric Clapton. And all of a sudden, people are going, wait a minute, I took, I didn't take the shot based on that stuff. <laughs> you know, I took the shot based on safe and effective. Uh, right. And now people... Because they are, didn't let that stuff get out. And, and you know, the other part about that was the VAERS reporting system, which, of course, has been run by the CDC for a very, very long time. No one ever questioned its legitimacy. Uh, when people had vaccine adverse effects, that's what the VAERS system is, the reporting system. Vaccine adverse effect reporting system is VAERS. Everybody said, oh, well, you know, if somebody took this vaccine, this flu shot, this, um, uh, you know, this uh, 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 inoculation or whatever, and they had this happen. Nobody said, oh, they're lying. Nobody said, oh, they're making that up. They just said, wow, that's a that's a serious you know condition and a situation that we should look into right, right. see what the likelihood is that more people are going to have that happen to them. Right. But when it came to COVID, and the China virus, suddenly, you know, anybody who reported that they had paralyzed hands, like Eric Clapton, or any other of the 1,200 things, blood clots, you know, we know is a big thing, myocarditis. I mean, there have been a lot of things, palsy. Anytime people reported those on VAERS, they were called liars. Oh, you're making that up because it's a political statement. You just don't like the, the, the vaccines because it's a political statement, because of this, that, or the other thing, and you're making those things up. Pat, people don't understand. That VAERS reporting system um, is very, very tedious to get through. It takes a lot of knowledge uh, to fill out all of the forms and to <clears throat> verify everything that you are claiming. In fact, most of the times, adverse effects are reported by doctors not by the patients themselves, That's because right. it takes an awful lot of, of knowledge to do that. 
Why do they think that millions of people are going to go to the take the time and trouble to ask their physicians to report on their conditions on the VAERS system when it takes as long as it does if it wasn't true? Especially they if they want don't know. Nobody to know about those yeah. things. Especially if they don't know, because many doctors, if you go and say, "Well, I I I have this issue and I can't, I don't know where it came from," and you know, "Gee, I just got my shot yesterday," the physician's going to say ninety nine percent of the time, "Well, they, it can't be connected." You know, it's just, you know, there's no reason. I mean, it's going to go away. Just give it a couple of days, take some aspirin, go home. The patronizing answer, it can't possibly <laughs> yeah. be connected to the shot. So no. that's, a, you know, people, oh, well, I guess doctor says, you know, <laughs> I'll just believe it and go home and take some aspirin. But that's another reason that a lot of things aren't being reported. And, you know, nevertheless, uh, the experts uh, say that only about 1% of the actual cases get get reported to VAERS. And that's probably true in Europe as well. And they, they have a counterpart yep. uh, organization that collects data in Europe as well. So, you know, this so think this, about that. This really think is about amazing. That. If only 1%, if all of yeah. the reports that they yeah. did get on COVID and yes. adverse effects is only 1%, then do the math. 99% more. I mean, it's astronomical, the number of people it who is. are really and harmed it, it is. seriously some, some, by this, uh, these shots. That's right. Some people, some legitimate uh, epidemiologists, by the way, have said, just studying the data, that worldwide now we could be well over a million people who have actually died as a result of taking the, the, the injection. Wow. That's an it's astounding incredible. thing. It's incredible. It's really genocidal just, in nature. To, and again, if, if it's your choice to take it, you should. That you know, that's not. We're not saying you can't yeah. take it. We're not mad. We're not saying you're no. You're dumb. Or you're stupid if you take it. I mean, we you know we just want you to have the facts, and that's your right in a free society. You should have the facts before you do any life-altering issues. Now, I don't care whether it's buying a car. You want to know what the car is all about. Or if it's going on a trip, you want to know what you're going to get there, what the hotel's going to be. You don't want to get there and find out you rented a dump and, you know, it's nothing you expected. <laughs> you want full disclosure. That's all. What's wrong with that? That's what informed consent is. And that yes. is required. And, yes. and, 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 you know, I, and I hate to, to beat this dead horse here when I say this, but uh, if you turn on your television, you see an ad for a drug for psoriatic arthritis. You'll see an ad for a drug for ulcerative colitis. You'll see an ad for a drug for for this, that, for for, for uh, dry eye disease, for all of these things. And every commercial, they spend half of their paid commercial time telling you all of the things that could go wrong, all of the possible side effects, and then mm -hmm. saying, once you've heard all of these things, here's your informed consent. Now ask your doctor if this is the right drug for you. But when it came to these profit shots by the big pharmaceutical companies in the name of COVID and with the approval on an emergency basis uh, of the FDA, they didn't tell you any of those things and then say, now ask your doctor if you want to have it. They said it's safe and it's effective. And if you don't get it, you're fired. You're That's fired right. if you're a federal worker or you work for a federal contractor or right. military. And, of course, yes. they tried it with any employer or with yes. over 100 employees. And, of course, the Supreme Court shot that down. But, Pat, it's 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 inexcusable. It's indefensible. And for yeah. them to now come out and say, okay, here's the list you wanted before we, we had these things mandated. Yes, indeed. Uh, you know, we're, we're giving <clears> it to you after. Right. But thanks. Right. Now, let's just say hypothetically that you went to your doctor and you had a pain, you took the shot, you went there and you had a, you know, something wrong. And you said, Doc, I think I'm uh, having a reaction to the shot. I'm whatever, chest pains, whatever it might be. And the doctor says, no, no, that can't possibly be the case. Now, you're in a situation where you need to stand and deliver. 
you're right up against it. You have to respond. You have to say something. Doc, I don't believe you. Or I want you to go further and figure out what's wrong here, not just to patronize me. You're in a position to stand and deliver. Now, what are you going to say to him? How are you going to say it? What, you know, how are you going to communicate with your doctor without getting thrown out of his office in the process because, you know, you're just a <laughs> jerk? But how do you deal with that? Well, this is one of the things we do at Citizens for Free Speech. We have training programs that teach you how to respond in a correct statesmanlike uh, manner with people who may not agree with you or who may resist what you really want to do yourself. This is one of the key features we have to offer to our membership is the training services that we have. Now, there's a lot of other things, too, but this is kind of the crown jewel of what we have. And our, uh, our director of training, Mary Baker, says, if you don't have a seat at the table, you are what's on the menu for dinner. I can't express it any better. We offer training, and you need to take it. If you haven't, you need to. You need to get involved and get in. It's free. It doesn't cost you a nickel except some time. You can join CFFS right now simply by typing CFFS, the letters CFFS, to 313131 on your phone, and that's it. You'll get a link back. You can sign up immediately. You join with us. We'll send out information to you on how you can get involved, et cetera, et cetera, and uh, you'll learn how to exercise your free, spe free speech rights in an effective way within your own community. Yeah, and you know, Pat, um, it's so important. Once people become members, you'll probably want to go to the full website, citizensforfreespeech.org, and start poking around. And when you do, you're going to find some of the stuff that Patrick was just talking about. You're going to find you know, these brochures with tons of information on propaganda that Pat was talking about. You're going to find information about informed consent, legal stuff that you need to know. And it's not... It's not in legalese where you'll never understand it. It's easy enough for, to, for you to, to digest. But information that, quite frankly, through this pandemic, um, a lot of people who were pushing you to give up your medical freedom, information they did not want you to have. And all of that stuff is available on the website. Exactly. Pat, since, um, since you brought up somebody stepping up and standing and delivering, and it's what a great, what a great title. I, I want to tell this story uh, real quick because you know a part of the story because we talked about it on the radio together. <laughs> You don't know the full story, and I want to give the full story to get your reaction to it. You probably have seen, a lot of people have probably seen, uh, the uh, couple of uh, flyers, uh, just, you know, uh, airline passengers, who have been kicked off of planes for various reasons. I'm not wearing a mask. You can't make me, blah, 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 which is going to get you booted. Some got booted. One guy got booted off an Allegiant Air uh, flight. We talked about this for having a mask on that said, let's go, Brandon. And then they gave him a, 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 a different mask to cover it up and said, you've got to wear this over that so it can't be seen. He did. He double masked, just like he was told to. And then he kicked him off anyway for just having the, the gall to, to wear the, the one in the first place, right? Well, this one takes it a step further. And I want to share this. I, I interviewed a guy who was from Ohio who was vacationing in Florida with his family. He flew down to Florida on JetBlue with a Let's Go Brandon mask. It said it had an American flag and Let's Go Brandon on it. That's it. No profane words, no, no, no vulgarities, anything of the sort. Just Let's Go Brandon. And you can make that mean whatever you want it to mean. It's in the eye of the viewer, uh, and, and it's up to them to decide what they think it means. The point is it's not an intentional vulgarity, so it should be fine. But he went down there, and there was no problem. Flight attendant said, you know, if you wear that on Allegiant, they'll kick you off. Ha, 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 ha. Other passengers gave him high fives and said, love it. Uh, on the way back, however, from Fort Lauderdale to Cleveland, Ohio, a flight attendant, after the, the flight was shut and, and the, the seats were all full, came up to him and handed him a clean white mask and said, you have to put this on. 
And this is I'm kind of going with the tone that the call, the uh, uh, the uh, person that I interviewed told me about. You have to put this on. He said, "Okay." He said, "Can you tell me why?" He said, "I think your mask is offensive." Well, is there anything in writing that says that my mask has to be non-offending to you? You know, it doesn't say any curse words. It doesn't show a middle finger or anything <clears throat> of that nature. You know, that says I have to take this off. And they went out and got the um, desk agent. And the desk agent called him out and said, the flight attendants pretty much run the show. If you don't do what they say, they can kick you off. So he said, okay. And so he did what they said. He put on the white one instead, put the other one away, sat down. Then here comes the same guy and said, I'm not comfortable with you being on this flight. And they booted him. Pat, that part of the story isn't new. What is is he has retained counsel. And he has started uh, a fundraising campaign. And he's going after JetBlue, not for himself. He I mean, he was out a little bit of money. He was out the cost of his ticket. He was he missed his flight home, so he missed a day's work the next day, and he had to stay for pay for a hotel that they wouldn't pay for when they booted him. But what he's doing, Patrick, is he's fighting for all of our free speech. The cancellation we endure online is nothing compared to the cancellation we get we endure in in real life. Not allowed to go into an Airbnb, Michelle Malkin. Not allowed to uh, uh, to um, uh, go into a restaurant without the right passport. Not allowed to get on board that plane or that train if somebody doesn't like the message on your mask, the message on your shirt, whatever it might be. Patrick, he is going to file a lawsuit against JetBlue mm-hmm. for what, what depriving him of his rights and his civil rights. Right. And I'm telling you what, I don't often do right. this, but I will donate money to his cause because what he's fighting for is for all of us right now. Your reaction? Yes, he is. And, uh, you know, th- these are the kind of situations you need to support when you have the opportunity to. Uh, I don't know what the guy's fundraising account is or if anybody would even want to give any I money do, and to I'll him. Tell you. But- you know, there there are so many things like this that uh, that are just outrageous, and these are critical issues we need to stand and deliver on. Now, this is not civil disobedience. You understand, you're you're not getting arrested uh, because you said the wrong thing down at the courthouse or something uh, in in your city. Um, so, you know, forget that argument. Well, it's civil disobedience. No, it's not. The guy just has a commercial ticket. He bought a ticket. There's a contract that's formed when you when you buy a ticket. By the way, they they agree to do certain things, get you from point A to point B, and and you agree to pay them money to do that. So that's a contract. This guy, this flight attendant, broke the contact, contract, took upon himself the high minded attitude that he is somehow the god of free speech, and he shot this guy down. Now this is where yeah. this is this this is the where the rubber meets the road in society where we need to stand up and say, no, you cannot do that. That's out of bounds, not appropriate. You must stop this. You do not have the right to do these things to other people. If you're offended, turn around, shut your eyes, walk away. That's what we've always done. What's wrong with that? You know, you don't you don't need to stand there and fight and be argumentative with somebody that you think is offensive to you. Right, which is which is your decision, you know. Where you know, and, and and the gentleman told me, he said it said let's go, Brandon. It didn't say the other letters yes. that you know that let's go, Brandon replaces, which is you know the FJB, which is the the F word, and then Joe Biden, which is how this whole thing got started. But even Patrick, in the interest of free speech, even if it said the letters FJB on somebody's mask, how is anybody looking at him? Not yeah. to determine that yeah. maybe that's the guy's name. Maybe the guy's name is Frederick Joseph Brown. 
Yes. And FJB is his personal uh, initial mask. It's yes. up to him, uh, you know, to, to decide what he wants on his mask. And it's up to somebody else to decide, I know what that means or I wonder what that means. Either way, the First Amendment protects his right to wear it and yes. not to be booted from a plane because somebody yes. decided they didn't like what they think it meant. That's right. And it's interesting. Ten years ago, I can remember saying every conceivable type of apparel on an airplane. I mean, it was just amazing. You fly into some place like San Francisco, it's different. You fly into Chicago, it's different. Dallas is different. Every conceivable type of protest lives on your T-shirts, on your sweatshirts and everything. And there you was all one? kinds of things. That's right. You've got one right there. And, you know, <laughs> nobody got excited. I mean, maybe you didn't like it, but, you know, you say, cool, man, you got a right to do that. Today, now our entire dress code has been changed because of this 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 cancel culture that's browbeating people into thinking, well, you can't do that, so I'm going to jump down your throat. Um, it's crazy, and I'll tell you, it needs to stop. These are all free speech, free speech issues. Your freedom of expression as well as your freedom of ideas in your mind and nobody yet has the right to tell you what you are allowed to think or not think. That's your business. Right. And, you know, I just want to give it, Patrick, because it's important to me, and I hope it's okay with you, too, on Stand and Deliver to do this. Uh, I wrote it down on a cocktail napkin I was, as I was interviewing the guy today, so why I had this here, I don't know. I wasn't drinking cocktails on the radio, I promise. Uh, LGB, which stands for Let's Go Brandon, airdefense.com. Now, sadly, Pat, uh, I'm sorry. Sadly, uh, uh, Graybeard, uh, it is uh, it is a GoFundMe account. I, I don't encourage people to use GoFundMe because we saw what they did to the Canadian truckers Freedom <laughs> Convoy trying to express their free speech, yes. and uh, yes. GoFundMe seized like millions of dollars in donations to those truckers. So I I don't advise using it, but it's what he used. So so be it. And and I would love it. And I'm going to make a donation. I told my radio audiences, ask them if they would make a donation. Uh, and I'll say it to Stand and Deliver's audience right now, too. If you could donate a few bucks, mm -hmm. it's not for him. It's not. It's yeah. for all of us. An yes. airline needs to be put back in its place when they de deprive people of their First Amendment rights. And, uh, Amen. And this can only happen in a courtroom <laughs> or through a settlement. LGBairdefense.com. That's the website. It's a GoFundMe for uh, this gentleman, and uh, yes. and I hope uh, I hope we can all help the guy out. Because and, and by the way, GoFundMe is where it'll help all yes. of us. GoFundMe learned a lesson, by the way, up in Canada when they tried to just take the money and you know, well, we'll give it to who we want. They got set back so far uh, with protests and outrage and lost threatened lawsuits, and I'm sure they had plenty of letters sent to them from from lawyers. You do this, we're gonna we're gonna clean your clock. You'll be out of business in a week. They Good. backtracked and they gave a 100% of the money back to the people who donated it. They said, no, we're, we're, we're not going anywhere else now. We're just going to do this, give all the money back. So if this fails, if they decide to cancel this whole thing and say, we're not going to give that money to sue the airlines, then you'll get, you're pretty certain now you're going to get your money back. Because I think they learned their lesson the hard way. Didn't they, correct me if I'm wrong, but when they first froze it, then they, the 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 recourse they were going to take when people were, were rightfully livid was, we'll give that money to other charities on yes. your behalf. Yes, that's what and they that's said. that's what people donated to. That's exactly. That's what they said. They're going to give it to people they want. And you can imagine where that would go. But, uh, <laughs> but mean, they, Imagine where I tell them to put it. <laughs> I know. There were howls of protest. I mean, I'm sure that lawyers contacted them on the phone and said, you do this, you're dead meat. And they backed off real quick, and they said, you know what, We're, we have bad spin here. We're going to correct it. We're going to send all the money back, 100%, no fees deducted, 
you know, period. Got your money back? There you go. Well, listen, we call ourselves activists at Citizens for Free Speech. We call ourselves advocates as well. We have a new advocacy center uh, linked on our webpage, which we don't have a ton of time to get into now. But we really don't just speak. We want to act. We want to take action in ways to defend the First Amendment liberties that we all have. Yes. And so because of that, that's the reason I'm telling this story. I believe that CFFS members volunteers and maybe first time viewers of stand and deliver will come through here and deliver on this. Cause this is yeah. activism at its finest grassroots yes, it support yes, this is. guy, LGB air Absolutely. Pat, Absolutely. And I would, I would, yeah, I would just ask, do you know what legislation is sneaking through in your state right now and your legislature, your Senate, your state senators, your state assemblymen? do you know what they're doing behind closed doors? I'll bet you, you don't. But you can know now through our advocacy center, we're tracking legislation all across America now, all 50 states, national too, but all 50 states. We're able to track every single bill that has something to do with free speech, censorship, social media, you name it. We're tracking it and we're making it available on our advocacy website so that you can see what's going on in your state. If you want, and you can also contact your state representatives directly through our web, our advocacy center as well. But you need to find these things out because, like the bill that it says, what you don't know will hurt you. <laughs> you know, you, there may be some good things is, happening. You say, attaboy, there may be some bad things happening. You better get after them and stop them while you still got time. So Pat, that's that, an important that, thing. That center that we started, I'm not trying to brag here because we are CFFS, but I'm not kidding you. It is the most comprehensive place that you can find to look at all 50 states and all legislation that is being introduced, maybe below the radar, and you wouldn't know about otherwise. And right. you to look at, look at your state, and then right there is also, here's how you reach your legislators to tell them to vote for it, against it, or whatever your case might be, whatever your cause is. It's, uh, it could not be easier for people to become active and protect free speech, which is what Citizens for Free Speech is all about. Exactly so. And we're coming up against the end of our time. That's amazing. It went so fast. It always does. It always does when you're talking about something that matters. It matters. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm Graybeard. And I am your awesomeness. And, and it's been good talking with you on Episode 6 of Stand and Deliver. Thanks, everybody. Good song. It's like a really good song.